What is up, everybody? It is Lo, your host, and we are back with the full Vols ATB crew. I think it's been quite some time since we've all gotten together. Um, we got Brando, Alex and Drew, and myself. And starting off, we did have a recruit lined up to come on. Um, if you didn't see our tweet, we had to reschedule that to next week. He had something come up last minute. So if you were looking out for that, it is not canceled. It is just rescheduled. So be sure to tune in next week um, for that. But we still have a lot of content to cover. So we're going to start out, I suppose, with Arkansas. Uh, Vols had a wild day this past Saturday in Knoxville. Ended up barely beating the Razorbacks 78-74 to stay undefeated in TBA this season. Awesome job. Uh, let's hear everyone's first thoughts, starting with Brando. It was just way, way too close. I think we can all agree. That was just awful. Like, you know, having a 24-point lead at one point at after halftime, going drastically down and having to hit two to three, you know, clutch free throws in the end with the Scovy and uh, Zakai, you know, just way, way too close. But all in all, we stay undefeated at home, got the win. Uh, you know, I feel like the crowd played a major factor. They were rowdy from the first media timeout, you know, with the recruits there. So really, really big win. Uh, I feel like it gets us ready for the tournament play, but it was way too close. And, you know, we got to fix that before uh, playing in the SEC tournament. Uh, speaking of the undefeated home record, I do owe somebody a, a live gritty on the show tonight. <laughs> so uh, y'all hold me to that. But, uh, yeah, Brando, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. That uh, it, from From what the first half showed, I really didn't want to see the second half, and we kind of knew it was going to happen because with the way that we were shooting the ball and just playing just in general, you can't like you can't maintain that or you just you either don't maintain it or you just never lose a game ever again because we at one point we were shooting what like eighty three percent from three in the first half. Um, but I mean, all in all, i I still obviously we take the win. and um, like you said, great crowd, sold out crowd. Um, we ended up shooting 46% from the field, 67% from three, 67% from the free throw line. Um, I think our biggest issue came when we gave up 16 offensive rebounds. But, again, um, still had enough to get the, the win. Uh, Kennedy Chandler, five for six from three, started off five for five. Santee was three for four. Ziegler had 13, six assists, and five rebounds. That always impresses me when he, when he starts getting up into, uh, into five, six, seven, eight rebounds a game. And then uh, Josiah played incredible. Uh, 12, 12 points, four of eight shooting, two for three from three, two free throws, uh, seven, seven assists and seven rebounds. It's been great just watching him turn it around this season because I know he did hit that bad stretch early on. But, man, he, he really will carry us as far as he can. So uh, just great to see him playing well, great to see the boys playing well and just finishing out undefeated. Yeah, I mean, I think that was that first half was probably the best half of basketball I think Tennessee's played all year. And I yeah. think a lot of us could agree that that second half may have been one of the worst, if not the worst half that we played. But, mm -hmm. you know, um, only 27 points that were scored in that second half, which was very, very concerning. But regardless, still got a win over a really good Arkansas team. Undefeated at home for the first time since 2018-2019 season. Fourth time since 1975. So, you know. Impressive, impressive feat, and finished second place in the SEC given the circumstances that we were in to start off the conference year, I think is like an incredible achievement for this team. And I'm excited for this tournament. 
I fully agree. So I somehow weaseled my way back into TBA for another huge game. But I can honestly say that I was just nervous from the whole start all the way through the entire game. Like when we were we were up by as much as 24 points, and I didn't even feel comfortable for a split second. Um, like the crowd also got really quiet, like everyone was comfortable. And I was like, I don't know what the hell y'all are sitting here for because <laughs> – Something is about to happen. It's not going to be pretty. Um, obviously, the threes were dropping early and really nice, but I just knew something was going to happen. And sure enough, we had all of that foul trouble again. We had it the first time against Arkansas, and then this time, three starters in foul trouble with Euros, Casey, and James, and then also had Folky in foul trouble off the bench. I mean – I was, it was so concerning and I just don't understand how Arkansas <laughs> has pushed us to the limit twice with the fouls. I don't understand that. Um, but my biggest takeaway, 17 turnovers again, like just sloppy. It just got so sloppy and out of control. Um, and the other thing I guess that really surprised me was Kennedy Chandler he had 15 points, but all of his points were threes. If I would have never expected that. Like, I'm not complaining about it. It was just so shocking to me. I Even at the game, I didn't realize that. Um, but obviously, his foul shots need some, need some assistance. Cause- oh, God. I don't think – just like John Fulkerson, I don't think there's any fix in uh, Kennedy's foul shots this year. It's kind of something that, you know. Needs more. Dude, he airballed one. Yeah, like, yeah. It's awful, dude, man. I'm not going to lie. So one of my patients actually uh, saw him at after a game like a couple weeks ago and said he was wearing glasses and he was like unrecognizable. So then after this past Saturday, she was like, man, do you think that like he just couldn't see? Like he wasn't wearing glasses. Maybe he didn't have contacts in. I was like, like- that's weird if he's like sitting right there and like you know he's pulling up and moving a lot, he doesn't really see the basket, like it doesn't affect him. But when yeah. he's shooting the free throw, he had to stare at it for so long, it's like a mental thing. I thought that's one thing I don't even think the fact that he can train a 30 or 35 oh, corner yeah. play and he airballs a free throw. Like, I love he's one of the best point guards we've had in quite some time, but. Good Lord, man. Like, I mean, it's just inexcusable. Oh, man. I, I really I, – I don't know what the deal is, but I guess that Georgia coach's pointers didn't help out very much. He don't, he don't well, need to be he's also fired. <laughs> he doesn't need to be talking to us. He's looking for a job. He also lost his job. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. to get fired. Exactly. He's probably he's probably asking uh, Kennedy if there were any open spots on our staff. Is there is there an assistance assistant? Hey, y'all, y'all gotta y'all gotta see. Oh my god. Um. Let's see. Oh, we also we also predicted Ziegler would have a really good game. Um, and bounce back. I want to give him a shout out. Thirteen points, assists, five rebounds for the little guy. Just impressive in twenty nine minutes off bench. I feel like, especially with the foul trouble we were in, he really was a huge presence once again that we had to depend on um, when our starters were out. So I just I love to see him do well. Obviously, a fan favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, shout out! It's shout always out good to see him. Have great. Oh, go ahead, Drew. Sorry. Uh, it's always great to see 
great performances like that. I do have to say, though, when we had that with one minute left in the game and we had four, three guys on the court with four fouls, the yeah, nervousness I was... that I was like, you know, I mean, that was – I thought, like, it was a disaster waiting to happen. You know what I mean? Like – you know, I feel bad for uh, Folky in that situation because he had those four fouls early in the second half, last game in TBA, and it kind of got ruined by those fouls. Like, uh, it wasn't like he was, you know, like a, a game factor anyway, but just seeing the minutes kind of get taken away by foul trouble kind of sucked. But for Zakat to bounce back after everything happened to him and his family was huge. He had this game winning free throws. He got, you know, kind of sealed the deal, kind of a perfect ending to the story to kind of wrap it up and, you know, get, you know, kind of that fairy tale ending. So I was really happy to see that. But, you know, Kennedy Chandler playing good basketball. I'll be, you know, interested to see if he'll come back next year or not. You know, still have to look forward to the tournament. But just happy that they uh, pulled it off. There was a stat that I posted on my Volscoops Instagram. I'm going to try to find it real quick. It was something along the lines that uh, Tennessee now at home, they finished with uh, single-digit losses for the fourth time in five seasons. They're like the only yeah. school to do that in the nation that can claim that. So, the uh, home crowd advantage that plays in the effect at TBA is crazy. And, you know, just showing out really happy with the team. It also just gives you chills when, uh, when Ziegler uh, entered the game for the first time and that crowd, that crowd went crazy. You could hear them on TV. They all standing up, giving a standing ovation. And then he acknowledges us back. Like that's, you know, that's just love. And, and there's nothing, nothing more important than that, that not only do we love him, but he loves us back just as equally. Um, even I feel like uh, tragic circumstances aside, I feel like that love would still be there and would still be real. But it's just like, man, how fast did we blow up that GoFundMe? And also, I will shout out um, other SEC team or team fans. They were catching on too, and they were helping uh, get the word across. So shout out everybody else. Uh, we do appreciate that for sure. I'm sure he does as well. But it was just it's it's so fun to see Tennessee as a fan base come around and and support uh, players in times of need. It's incredible. Yeah, I wanted to go back, and I literally, Brandon just mentioned it, and then I can't even remember what was said. Oh, it was about uh, Kenny Chandler. Do you guys honestly think that he's really going to leave next year? Because when I'm looking at some of the draft talent in this class, I don't know about – how ready he is. So, that could just be personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, but. I heard some uh, local radio ramblings about it and Kennedy Chandler's current board placement. They kind of see him as like a late first round or maybe first pick at the second round kind of talent right now. And a lot of that has to do with him getting, you know, started late, you know, in the season, having, you know, offensive trouble driving and getting used to the speed. And obviously his free throw issue, you, you can't be a, a point guard in the NBA and shoot, you know, 60 something percent ball and free throws in the NBA, you know, you don't want to go out there being like a, a Marco Foles, you know, someone had it in high school and college and just turned to nothing. So I think it'd be smart for him to come back. I wouldn't hit if Spire just hit him up and was like, hey, uh, you know, we'll cut you some money out of the fund. If you want to come back, work on your craft and get a better draft score, you know, help each other out and, you know, come back next year. Obviously, he has a lot to think about. Uh, a guy that I compare him to is John Morant, who blew up in the tournament and had his whole stock rise because of the tournament. So, if he goes off in the SEC tourney in the, you know, March Madness and, you know, we do go far, I can see him leaving. But other than that, you know, he needs to stay one more year, in my opinion. Uh, one thing I always think about is just um, like Brando said, it really comes down to position in the draft because obviously the higher you go, the more money you get. Um, and 
everybody's got a price tag. <laughs> as much as he may love it here and he loves playing for the Vols and playing for Coach Barnes, like you can't turn down money when it's there because you really only guaranteed it at one time. So if, if the money's there, then absolutely go for it, and we wish you nothing but the best. But what I love to see him back, absolutely, I love to see him for four years. Um, it's realistic, no, but I would, I would love it. Um, but yeah, I think um, I didn't know he was he fell that far because at first, initially before the season, he was projected mid lottery, um, about that ten to fifteen spot. He's falling closer to the end of the first round than he might he might really consider more than he was initially. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely he's definitely struggled offensively in the start of the season for sure. But over the last three or four weeks, he's really picked up his game, and I think he's out. Over 15 or 16 points a game now in the last month. But the way I look at it is like if, you know, we both knew that Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer weren't ready either. And those guys wound up being first round draft picks. And if you're in Candy Chandler's situation, I think he's way more ready than Springer or Keon were last year, especially. Um, you know, he's at the end of the day, like, you know, NBA drafts guys, not necessarily based on their stats, but on their potential. And we both know, all of us know actually, that like, that Candy Chandler has enormous potential and could be, and, you know, certainly has a talent to be an NBA starter. So I'd love for him to come back next year. I think it'd be the smarter move, but it's kind of like what Alex said. Uh, you know, you're only guaranteed once in a lifetime to get that type of money. And you got to go get that back. I mean, you just got to get that back. So I like it. Um, I would, I would personally, if I was choosing right now, I would say, you know, he might stay another year, but I fully agree. You know, just depends on the rest of the season. I know I'm kind of going a little bit off topic, but I've had some people ask me, and I also don't know the answer. Brenda may know this the most out of anybody, but anyone who knows. With these NLI deals, are they, like, binding? For example, do they have to, like, sign stuff? Is it a year? Is it a season? Could it extend longer? What is the deal with some of those, if you can elaborate? Um, so for, like, recruits like a Kennedy Chandler, I would guess it's all right now they would probably have a set of events that they would do during the season for, like, you know, a certain income. And after the season, they can recuperate with that. I know during the football season uh, there was a lot of, like, uh, Tyler Barron and Joe Milton doing, like, radio shows and stuff like that. You know, I don't think they're going to be doing it next year, just a one year thing. So it's kind of your personal choice. You know, if they want to try to lock him down for another year, uh, it doesn't have to probably be events thing. You know, they could just release some merchandise for Kennedy Chandler, or some kind of new shoe or, you know, with NIL, you know, there's a, a law going up for voting that soon that uh, in the state of Tennessee, they might be the, the second state after California to be able to have uh, connections with their state and school. So if you have the state and the school, and Tennessee being able to talk to Spire, uh, Spire personally and, you know, what they want to do. Like, I feel like that makes Tennessee a much more notable destination, like NIO-wise, especially with basketball and current, like, recruits wanting to leave and come back with, like, the transfer portal. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Do y'all have anything to add to that? Hey, I go, I go to Brando for my NIL updates. <laughs> you hearing it, you hearing it firsthand like I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the guy. Um <laughs> I so I got off topic, but you know, in my opinion, a win was a win. I was terrified we were going to lose that whole game um, from start to finish, and we somehow pulled it out. So that was good. Does anyone have any final thoughts on the Arkansas game? Uh, one last little fun fact: we actually led wire to wire that game, so Arkansas never had the win. 
we uh, took the lead on some free throws early, went up, uh, what, 2-0, then they hit one, and then we hit another bucket, and it was all balls the rest of the way. So that's also very tough to do. So just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. I didn't realize that sitting there live, freaking out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next thing is SEC tournament, which has started, right? Uh, it's starting probably as we speak right now. Yeah, there's two games going on. So let's talk some about that. We ended up getting the two seed right behind Auburn. Um, I feel pretty – I I like our placement. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely uh, love our placement. Being able to get the two seed, I kind of prefer it up than uh, being in the same thing as Kentucky than Auburn. And when they're getting hot, you know, I've been taking some L's and it's going to be on a neutral court. Uh, I'm really happy that we play the winner of South Carolina and Mississippi State, and they can just go on and play. Uh, that game is supposed to be Thursday, so we'll get a day. They get a day, have to play two games back-to-back. We have some rest. Our guys all healthy, which is kind of key. As we mentioned, Zakai's been playing kind of banged up. All the guys have been playing banged up. Folky coming back from that hit pointer, so I feel like it's key to get some rest and then have a an opponent you should go out there and beat. You know, with, with either team that does win, you should go out there and beat that team in Tampa. Um, I think we'll travel well, probably most better than other schools in the SEC. So ready for a good environment and just, you know, get ready and expect to go play Kentucky and try to win an SEC tournament. Um, obviously, the higher the seed, the better. Um, that can only help you going forward because it makes your path easier. But I will say I'm not super thrilled about being on the same side as Kentucky. Um, but, I mean, again, they're the top four teams in the SEC are, are all elite. So really, you couldn't run away from any of them if you wanted to. But um, the one thing, the one thing that I think about when I think about the tournament is it's kind of given off the uh, 2019 SEC tournament vibes, where we we meet up with Kentucky in the in the uh, semis again after a season where we got blown out on the road at their place, but then we blew them out at home. So again, I'm just kind of going in with like a let's see how this first game goes, and then we'll go from there. Um, but still, an, another interesting thing is that. It's not in Nashville. So Brando is saying that we travel well. And I always I do trust us to travel well, but it's a lot easier going from Knox to Nash than it is Knox to Tampa. So, but again, that also is kind of out of the way for everybody. So again, it's a wait and see thing. Just kind of want to see how uh how we come out in that first round. So after that, I probably have a better idea what's going on. You know, and I'd I'd actually argue that we have the best draw out of any of the top four seeds in this tournament. You know, because when you have to think about it, Kentucky has to play Alabama in the quarterfinals, which you never know which Alabama team you're going to get. You're either going to get the team that lost to Georgia, or you're going to get the team that beat Gonzaga earlier in the season. And like they're, I mean, they're a dangerous team. Like, and I, you know, in a way, I kind of hope we play Kentucky instead of Alabama if possible in that semifinals. But Arkansas's got LSU, which is a really, really tough game as well that they'll play in the quarterfinals. And when you're talking about Auburn has either Florida or A&M, which seems a little bit more favorable, but we also got to remember that Florida also beat Auburn this year as well. So, you know, considering we either face Mississippi State or South Carolina in our quarterfinals where, you know, we came back and I think we wound up beating Mississippi State by double digits at home. Um, I know the game was closed. And we wound up beating South Carolina by like almost 30 points at their place as well. Um, I think it's a really favorable draw, and, you know, it's just one of those things where you can have a really hot performance Friday night, and you can carry that on throughout the entire tournament. And so I think it's a really good position that we're at. I mean, 
obviously higher seed the better, but given the circumstances, I'd rather play Mississippi State and, or South Carolina in that quarterfinals any day of the week over LSU and Alabama easily. I'm with you 100%, Drew. I, I definitely thought we had the best chance of getting to the finals at this two seed. There was no other pathway for me that seemed better. Um, but one thing, I don't know about us traveling well. I feel kind of concerned about not necessarily our first game. Obviously, we got to win to keep advancing, but I am not so sure <laughs> – about the yeah, whole time. I, I'm going to actually scratch my statement <laughs> because uh, I didn't realize, you know, you know, it costs money to travel and, you know, people ain't going to pay that right now. <laughs> so, I, mean, I know yeah. you're not talking about them gas prices going up. <laughs> hey, people, people not going to travel from Knoxville to Tampa and drive all the way down there for that, buddy. That's just crucial. No, I forgot about that. You know, I'll, I'll support it from, from my couch. <laughs> it's true. And then on top of that, all these flights are getting canceled. So you can't even book a flight to go. <laughs> no, I would hope that balls would travel, but I really don't know. It's just well, I mean, if we're if we're worried about us traveling, I, I worry about schools like you know Ole Miss and Mississippi State because they're they're not making it out there. You know, it's going to be like a a Georgia or Missouri home game. You know, it's two thousand people or less. It's just or, I mean, even Kentucky fans. Yeah, I know Kentucky fans travel well, but that's a far yeah, far drive from Lexington. Yeah. You got to move really back fun. to Nashville. There's just no reasonable reason I mean, not to. You might as well just have the conference tournament like in Puerto Rico or something at this point. Like, Tampa <laughs> is just such an inconvenient place for everyone. I mean, uh, there's one person who is very convenient. Well, except for you, that. obviously. But. <laughs> <laughs> it <is just> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's honestly a terrible choice. It really makes no sense. No one's from Tampa. It, it helps 0% of the SEC out. You just put it in like Charlotte or something. Then it's no advantage, really. Hey, or, fact, or though, out. Last time we played an SEC tournament in Tampa, we made the SEC tournament final, but we lost to Mississippi State, though. So, so <laughs> I mean, hopefully we can turn that trend around. But uh, Wow. Okay. Well, do we have – does anyone have an all-star for the SEC tournament for the balls? Do we think someone's really going to break out and shine? Yeah, uh, I hinted at it earlier. Uh, Kennedy Chandler is going to be my this year's John Morant. Just I feel like it's his time. As uh, Drew said earlier, his numbers the last like five, ten games improving dramatically. He's finally you know getting the ball vision on court. Even if he can't hit his free throws, you know he's you know being a good teammate, a good team leader, and uh, I think he's going to be able to you know take control of this team with you know Josiah and everyone else stepping up. You have Zakai in your back pocket. There's no reason, you know, we shouldn't be able to go far if we can get just, you know, decent down, uh, decent down low play from all three. You know, you don't need one one guy. You don't need Folky to be there. You don't need Euros. If you can just have everyone do their part, I can see this team, you know, going really far. But it all starts with Kennedy, in my opinion, and uh, I think it's kind of his moment. I'll say uh, Triple J just because of what I was referencing earlier. Um, I think I think that Kennedy and Santi and uh, Zakai are pretty consistent with how they play. Um, you you kind of know what you're going to get out of them day in and day out. Um, not to say that Josiah is inconsistent, but just with how well he's been playing lately, I truly think he unlocks a different game when he's playing as well as he is. Um, if, he can, if he can average something near 12, 7, and 7 for the rest of the tournament and into the uh, NCAA tournament, I, I like our chances against anybody because he he's an elite defender. 
can legitimately guard one through five, maybe one through four. But um, but still, he's he's got uh, versatility on defense, and he's got an offensive game where he's finding a jumper again. So um, I, I think I think we go as Josiah goes. I think Triple J is a great pick, but I'm gonna have to go with the Scoby man. Like I really think the Scoby is gonna like really light it up in this tournament. You know, I think a lot of people forget like how much he's improved defensively this year, and. You know, he's like, I mean, he's just, he's got ice in his veins when it comes down to shooting free throws under yeah. two minutes left. Like, I think there's a crazy stat. He's shooting like 89% from the field within less than two minutes left in the game. Like, it's just, yeah. and I feel like if there's any guy out there that you can rely on right now, I mean, Triple J's been playing lights out. Candy Chandler's been incredible the last few weeks. But, like, I feel like if you really want that one guy that can really get you that win the last second, I'd go up the Scoby. But I'm going to go up a hot take right here. Euros is going to get a double double in the semifinal against Kentucky or Alabama and <laughs> put us in the final on Sunday. It's going to happen. All right. <laughs> oh that is a hot take. <laughs> I'd lean more Jonas or uh, Huntley Hathaway just because they're like AAU history and being able to play in tournaments, but true. Euros. <laughs> hey, you gotta go. Gotta go with the hottest hot take. I mean, I was either going to say that or Brock Jancic was going to make an impact in this tournament. So, <laughs> don't, I'm, I'm not trying to. Lie. As long as Euros doesn't go out there and Omar Payne some guy, I'm I'm cool with it. True. Don't, don't go out there and elbow somebody in the face and you know get suspended and then we have to apologize. And <laughs> that's all I ask. Um, I love everyone's picks. I agree with Vescovi. He was my pick for sure. And everyone, he always, he's so consistent that he doesn't get the credit. Mm -hmm. You look, sometimes I'm just looking up stats. I'm like, damn, another 15, another 15, another 15. Like that's a shit ton of points. Like he, you know, he's the most consistent player in my opinion on our squad and his defense and his size. I mean, you remember how much muscle mass he's put on from last season to this season? And he's in freaking shape. Like, his ass is all over that court. It doesn't matter. Um, the amount of minutes he's putting in is just ungodly. Like, I think he is going to be kind of the superstar in this tournament. Now, and I don't know if it's just – the thing is, the team has to all play United, but sometimes I will say – when he has really good games, it's more just him nailing his shots and not necessarily like looking for everyone else. So I feel like when he tries to get too creative and make the assists is when we get a lot of turnovers. So I think he'll like shine individually, but I don't think he's going to be the one to like get everyone on their best game. Yeah. I guess I'll say. I'm going to give a shout out to Viscovi too. Uh, Billy on Twitter, I forgot one of the dudes that does the stats on Twitter, Billy, uh, he put a post out about Viscovi having the highest three-point uh, percentage, and it's, like, not even close. I think he, like, has, like, 60 more attempts and, like, a higher percentage than, like, two through ten. Just absolutely, like, shooting lights out. Whenever he's there, he's there. Um, besides the Arkansas game, when they got in his head a little, other than that, he hasn't had a, a, a performance where he's really just disappeared. So I do think he'll be key. And, you know, just having all three of our guard play, it's like one of the first times that we have mm. a triple head go at guard play going into tournament time. And I just – I want to see how it's going to be this year. You know, I'm not going to get my hopes too, too high. I'm not, you know, claiming an Elite Eight or a Final <laughs> Four or nothing. But, you know, guard play is key. Speed is key. And I feel like we have that. Well, I think you I think you raised a good point that, like, 
uh, Santi's so consistent that we just like almost don't take notice. Um, because I'll even admit that when the uh, when the awards came out, I was like, I was like, oh, he got he got first team. Like that's that's good. Uh, but like, let me let me take a look at it. So then I I went and looked at his stats, and I was like, you know what? Like he's absolutely deserving because he's shooting uh what like 43 percent from three. Like he's saying, Brando. Yeah, disgusting. Um, he he gets uh fifteen a game. And he he does have his big shots, but it's almost like anytime he he gets his feet set and lines it up, not you just expect him to knock it down and then just go back on defense. So shout out shout out him for getting first team. Shout out uh, Chandler and Ziegler for all freshmen and uh, second and defensive team respectively. But uh, you're absolutely right. That that did kind of surprise me. But then when you look at it, you're like, no, he's absolutely deserving. So. Yeah, he 100% is. And I think, you know, even nationally, not just us as fans, but nationally, like no one ever really gives him any credit. So I was happy to see him make that as well. Uh, definitely deserved, like you uh, said. They were that People were furious that the uh, Vescovi, Ziegler, and Chandler all got appearances in the, uh, in the list. I saw some Kentucky and Auburn fans, of course, the two teams that we trounced at home. You know, getting in their feelings about Viscovi, you know, being at the top, one of the top point guards, you know, he earned it. Stats don't lie. Numbers don't lie. And, you know, he's, he's out here balling. It's just crazy what uh, Viscovi, you know, when he had his blonde hair, what he's turned to now. He's like a little Messiah Super Saiyan. You know, it's kind of slick. Kind of like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I wondered who did his hair. Every time they deserve hair. a raise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, it was always fresh to death, but. Like we said, he deserves it. Um, what? Who is playing tonight? Uh, right now, it is Ole Miss and South Ole Miss and Mizzou and Vanderbilt in Georgia. Yeah, I was gonna say Mizzou was Mizzou was up uh, fifteen on Ole Miss a minute ago. The con zone. You know, I feel like you have to really, really love college basketball to watch those two games. To watch those two games? Yeah, there's no way. You know what? I'm going to go to work tomorrow, and the dude that I do stock with is going to talk to me about Vanderbilt basketball. I'm going to have no idea what to talk about besides, you know, like, the dude that's the son of Scottie Pippen. Like, I love college basketball, but, man, those Wednesday night SEC tournament games are the worst basketball games that you could watch. I mean – Not only are you in Tampa, but you're having a terrible draw at that. That's what I'm saying. There's, oh, you my know, God. There has to be less than 1,000 people there. There's no way. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Ole Miss and Mizzou went final. Uh, Mizzou wins by 12. So, the they, move on, they move on to get LSU, I think. Yeah. yeah LSU tomorrow. Oh, God, they're going to have fun. We'll wait. Yeah. In I heard a rumor that uh, – I don't know if y'all saw the allegations against Will Wade. They finally came out. I heard a rumor uh, with the statements that Will Wade might not coach the SEC tourney. We'll find out tomorrow, I guess. Uh, but, that uh, is fake news. That's a fake I, news? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh shit. Like some, it was some, like, but, bozo from LSU. Okay, well, like, even if it's not true, how is this man openly, blatantly – you know, committing these acts and saying it on wiretap, you know, people have done less and went down for worse. And this man, six years later, decades time. Well, you also got to remember now, though, like, yeah, that was bad what he said then. But like with the offers and everything, like, I mean, we're, we're paying kids now six, seven figures to play football and basketball now, which I mean, I don't know how you can convict him now, at least. Yeah. Of, like, any wrongdoing yeah. when like. 
you know, Spire just casually yeah. we're dropping seven figures on his burger. So put a G Wagon <laughs> out there for official visits. Hey, yeah, I exactly. mean technically technically it was still legal at the time if they if they wanted to. And that's what I think it boils down to is that the NCAA, yeah. NCAA just don't care. Because it's up to them, yeah. If they yeah, want I mean, have... if, if they don't want to pursue it, then oh but they're just gonna let that die. Are they gonna have it, one but, final power trip? But think about it if that was us, right? Oh, they're fucking. Can you us. Imagine how pissed <laughs> off this fan base would be if something like that happened. Like you're talking about a Roan County rage, fair get furious, how pissed off anything you could possibly imagine. They would be so pissed if we got our coach fired for something that's already illegal now. Like honestly, like that's what we did though in football. True. Yes. Yeah, but but we just went three and seven. Ass, like he lost to Georgia State. Like Thank he should have been fired man. Man Shout out Trey gifts. Wallace. Yeah, for any workout I've ever had. <laughs> Go. Absolute legend. Oh my God. That went way off. Wow. <laughs> oh, I want to touch on something, though. I, I really am glad that uh, all four of the guys did get the awards they did. I think Vescovi, he had one that was uh, academic, too, on top of everything that he's doing on the court. So, pretty big, you know, just coming in doing his part on and off the court. But Zakai, you know, getting that defensive, you know, I think he's the – there was some kind of stat. He's, like, one of the first freshmen to win defensive or something like that mm-hmm. for uh, Tennessee in, like, a long, long time. So, you know, be a true freshman, a guy that's supposed to be a senior in high school and everything else going on. It's just crazy to see. You know, he's still got four more years. You got Kendy Chandler if he comes back next year. And then in 2023, you have a top five point guard in B.J. Edwards who just in his tournament this weekend as a high schooler, he had a broken foot. And average a double double, so we're getting a star in that kid. You know, it's just the guard play. You know, it's gone from non-existent to being a key factor under Rick Barnes. Hey, he reminds me. BJ reminds me a lot of uh, Jordan Bowden because he is super athletic from that guard position. So I, I can't wait to see what he's going to do in uh, in a Rick Barnes offense that predicates on ball movement and and hard cuts. And can't wait to see that first backdoor that he gets and and just dunks on somebody. Honestly. Man, we've came a long ways from Devontae Gaines. That's incredible. So, oh yeah, and DJ. Shout Burns. out to Devontae though; he's doing well over there. I think at George DJ Mason. Burns was that? Oh, there you go. With the guys uh, last night. Gaines is at George Mason. That's it. That's, that's it. where he's at. I thought it was like George. He was one of those George schools, like George Washington and George Mason. They're all the same. So George in English, baby. <laughs> I didn't even. We lost. We had so many people go out and so many people come in. It's just kind of bizarre, and I'm sure that'll be the case. Like from now, like now until forever, with all this nil and transfer stuff going on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we well, do we have anywhere else? Anything else for SEC tournament? I don't know what else more we can go into. We like our bracket. We just got to see. <laughs> uh, I just hope we can get the job done. I'm not, you know, going up high hope, but there's, you know, Vols fans decades older than me that have never seen one in their lifetime. I've never seen one in my lifetime, but it would be a glory to see. I feel like we have the best team right now and the best bracket that we could have going into an environment where, like, a lot of teams, it's not going to be, like, you know, an advantage fan-wise. It's just guys going in there to play basketball and compete. So if we can compete, go out there and win and, you know, play Rick Barnes basketball, you know, I think that might be the first time that comes key in winning a tournament. You know, just play play how you want you're, you know, taught to play, go out there and play and just win. Yeah, I think uh I think the biggest thing is to not lay an egg in the first round that we play. Um, uh, because that I believe will affect our seeding in the tournament. 
But if we we win that one, like we should, pretty confidently, and then we go and lose a heartbreaker to Kentucky, I feel like we're still pretty solidified in the spot that we're in. You don't think, Brando? We're going to send them back to the coal mine, buddy. (laughs) Tampa going to spend their EPP loans to go to Tampa, Florida, go back to Kentucky, have to work in that coal mine to pay the government. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but 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 if on the off chance that hell freezes over and we lose to Kentucky, then I say that we still are pretty pretty uh, firm in the either like a lower two or high three seed. And as long as we don't encroach that four or five spot, I am perfectly fine. We got a taste of that five seed last year, and I don't want another one ever again. No, but no. we also caught an Oregon State team that was hotter than hot, so whatever to that. But again, I just want to stay in that two to three range, and that's the biggest thing for me is just show up. Play how we're supposed to play in the tournament, and uh, if we if we lose, which I don't want us to, obviously, it'll be okay as long as we hold Pat in the the big tournament. So, yeah, I mean, great seed, two seed in the SEC tournament. I think we could all be happy about that. Favorable matchup, and just don't forget, Urosh is getting a double double against Kentucky on Saturday. <laughs> gonna send him back, <laughs> yeah. back to the coal mines. Old the old Serbian will send him back to the coal mines. So, real quick, Alex just touched on it um, before we move on to like last the visitors and recruiting and stuff um you just mentioned a two or three seed do you think that if we lose to kentucky in like a blowout in the sec tournament that would drop us to a four or five anyone or everyone um from what i've seen right now we're three on the you know top two guys uh seating right now and i think four on like one um I think if we did lose, you know, take care of business against, you know, the team we're supposed to beat and then lose to Kentucky, if that does happen, which it's probably not going to happen. But if it does happen, uh, you know, I could see it being, you know, four seed at worst. I feel like Tennessee has a lot of ranked wins. You know, you've beaten, the, you know, four of the top five, three of the top five right now, uh, Arizona, Kentucky, Auburn. So, you know, your resume is as good as anyone else's. Um, you're undefeated at home. You know, you play good basketball, have one of the best defenses. There's no reason just because you lost to Kentucky in the SEC tournament that you should drop in seeding, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I would hope not. But um, three or four seed where we're at right now and the, the region we're at right now, uh, I would prefer either or. You know, I would I like the region we're in right now, but anything can change going into the March Madness. So Yeah. So, I mean, currently, currently sitting at, what, ranked number nine in the country, I think? Yeah, we're ninth in the AP. Perfect. So essentially, we're the best, the best three seed right now. So, you, like you said, Brando, I, I don't think you can penalize a team for losing one game pretty bad just as an anomaly um, after a whole season's of work. Um, so I think, I think if we do lose, that we're fine. If if anything happens, we may drop down to the the best four seed. So we would be the highest four seed. So we would draw the worst thirteen seed, which. Again, I still don't like, but I would be a lot more okay with that than getting into the five range. That's but, probably Chattanooga. I'm not trying to play the mocks. True. No, not. no, yeah. not. Hell no. Play them. no, no, no. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I don't want to play any 13 seed. <clears throat> no, that's 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 when you get in dangerous territory. But I think I think we're fine and it will especially be fine if we just take care of business, honestly. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, I think even if we lose on Friday, we're still locked in as a three seed. I mean, you got you got to remember that like we beat Arizona, Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas all this year. I mean, there's not many teams out there that have beaten three of the top five, you know, top five, top ten teams out there. 
Facts. or even four top 15 teams for that matter. And we don't have a bad loss either, which our, our worst loss is Alabama. And that was because Kennedy Chandler and Folky were out. We had three outs because of COVID, which I was going to touch on. I wonder how they'll uh, judge on COVID losses, you know, being a full roster loss or, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of happened, who was out. If you were out Kennedy Chandler without, you know, your three-star players, how they affect that loss. But if, if not, our worst loss is against Arkansas in Arkansas. And that's, you know, an away game against yeah against a team that went undefeated at home too so yeah so i think regardless three seed in there if you win saturday or if it's a close game even on saturday you know if we lose i think you could argue that last two seed spot but i think either way we're more than sad for this tournament okay good you guys make me feel a little bit better because i was kind of concerned about that but of course we never know until we see what the hell happens um, we can always be surprised. I don't know. Um, Nico, are we going to Nico's? Uh, yeah, I was going to give a little shout out to the baseballs. They're currently battling it out in game two with James Madison. They uh, just finished up game one today, one eight seven in 10 innings, uh, still undefeated, still playing really good baseball. They had the, the classic over the weekend, over the last week when they uh, lost to Texas, but they beat – Baylor in Oklahoma. So, you know, bad elegance, the number one team in the country, but you came back and smacked two ranked opponents in the Big 12. So, good wins. Uh, I feel like everyone was dominant playing in a major league park and hitting how well they did. You know, I just feel like the, the bats are getting hot. Uh, if it was the game, if the game was in Lindsey Nelson, you know, I feel like Tennessee gets a lot more home runs than they did. And those games could have been different against Texas or something, but not much you can do when you're playing in a tournament like that. Just like, you know, we kind of mentioned with basketball, you know, have to go there and compete. But um, just kind of proud with how they're playing. Uh, not undefeated, lost to Texas, so I'm going to fix myself there. But uh, other than that, really happy for the baseballs, you know, waiting for conference play. I think the tickets are already almost, like, sold out, which is insane. So absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Just uh, ready for conference play and how people get rowdy when uh, spring rolls around. So Yeah, um, <clears throat> you basically touched on everything I was going to touch on, that we lost to uh, – North Mexico U, uh, but then responded against Oklahoma. So you love to see that. A good bounce back win. Shutout win, actually. Um, and then I seen I saw a couple of pitchers touched a hundred. And it seems like it seems like every day I get on Twitter, I I scroll through and I always see another another uh, graphic of Chase Burns hit one oh three or something like that, like consistent. I'm Enjoy like, it, yeah. Man, them them boys throwing cash. But uh um, UCLA lined up to take pictures of Ben Joyce. For out of the dugout, yeah. Just yeah. Go, during the tournament, they went to go take pictures of Ben Joyce and take pictures of him while he was there. It's funny. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> That's freaking funny. I love that. But uh, speaking speaking of home runs, they've actually the baseball or the baseballs did not have hit seven this game. Um, they hit three oh in the what bottom of the eighth. Yep. So they're now leading ten to two as of my Sheesh. most current uh, update. That was three minutes ago, but. Them boys cranking out home runs, cranking out hits, cranking out runs left and right. Uh, their three uh, hottest hitters right now, Jared Dickey batting 552, 16 hits, two homers. Drew Gilbert, 514 hits and a home run. And then Trey Lipscomb, 409, 18 hits and five home runs. I mean, there, there's nothing else you can like you could want from your team. <laughs> Honestly, at this point in the season, they're playing like a midseason team. So I hope they I hope they keep progressing and they, they keep those bats hot and keep the pitching hot too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a good showing in Houston last weekend. Scored 20 runs in three games. I think that's I mean, that's more than any of us yeah. could have for, especially considering the competition they were playing. 
Man, like, and I know we lost Friday, but, dude, Chase Burns threw 10 strikeouts against, like, the best team in the country. Like, Texas is a legitimate team that will win – that can win a College World Series this year. Again, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's just unbelievable, especially for a freshman, man. Like, it's just – it's crazy. And then, you know, you got Joyce over there that's throwing a 101-mile-an-hour sinker, which I don't know if there's a – I don't even know if there's a player even in the MLB that could hit something like like a 101 sinker, you know. So, like, the bullpen – I would argue the bullpen's the best it's ever been under Vitella with the amount of talent and depth that we have, you know, not just from the starting rotation, but from the relievers as well. And, dude, I mean, that uh, that home run that Jordan Beck had on Sunday against Oklahoma. Oh, my God. Destroyed that. Yeah. Ball. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Beautiful. But, yeah, man, shout out to the Diamond Balls, you know, killing it. So, baseball school. I love it. So, speaking of – of that, we have tickets to give away for the March 11th game, which is that this Friday. March yes, 11th, yes, yes. correct. We do. Let me just someone else talk about something. I've got to see how many I have. <laughs> then, I guess, back. just with the baseballs, you know, talking about Chase Burns, you know, I guess, uh, coach, we kind of touched on that he took him out too early, he was kind of thriving, gave up that one home run, but his biggest regret was taking Chase Burns out, which led to an inning where Texas got four runs. So, you know, you learn, live and you learn, you know, not much you can do about it now, you know, take the L, get ready for the next season. But now yeah. you know what you got in Chase Burns as a pitcher, you know, you can trust him and that he's ready for that kind of stride, even though he's a, a true freshman, you know, you can go out there and take the heat and take the moment. So really excited that we have a pitcher like that. Um, our pitching core, I would agree, is at the best, and it's not even at 100% right now. We still, you know, missing two guys. So, get those guys in there and it can be a really lethal, uh, really lethal rotation. So really, really happy with that. Yeah. No, I mean, and um, I mean, it's just, you know, you still got Blake Tidwell that's potentially going to come during, you know, around conference play or so, which will be huge. Uh, I mean, dude, the fact that we're averaging eight, nine runs a game is just absolutely incredible, you know, but uh, not to switch topics on you, but Brandon, I have to ask you this real quick. I mean, like ask me new uniforms, football, you gotta. You, what's the rumor about that? What's the rumor? I heard Nico. <laughs> I heard Nico. Uh, don't bring those you. up. Don't bring those up. Listen, listen, you listen, got me listen. So hot. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy that says it and gets like everyone like pissed that I said it. But I'm just saying. Uh, everyone knows that we had the dark mode jerseys and you know had the helmets and everyone was like, oh well, why don't we have black helmets? Well, why, why is it only why is it a white helmet with a black outline and not black? Well. Hey, you might get your wish the next year. That's all I can say. And then uh, on top of that, a lot of guys maybe have, you know, missed some certain gray jerseys that were long gone. And, you know, everyone's been wanting some uh, some chromeness to go around the facility, you know, maybe on the headgear. So oh maybe God. a little maybe a little new little new headgear. But other than that, you know, mouth is shut. But hey, <laughs> Drew a, <drunk> or- <laughs> a, little, a little orange chrome helmet. That'd be nice. A little silver, <laughs> silver with a uh, orange tee. Hey, put the, put the mountains back on my helmet. I love that. I tell you what, them smoky hey, gray helmets did something. A chrome, Man. a chrome T helmet with smoky mountains on it. Beautiful. Mm. I cannot wait to see the old timers on the Vol for Life Facebook group get so pissed off. <laughs> and you gotta, you gotta remember that these will be with Nike. So like, yeah, Nike's gonna go all out with them. Like, there's no telling. Like the little designs they'll have, what new patches they'll have on them. Like, it's gonna look absolutely filthy. Uh, yeah, not confirmed, but pretty much confirmed it's going to happen. 
beautiful. Pretty much. So yeah, really yeah. hype about the jerseys. Uh, everyone's gonna be sick. Pray for Dixie Fieldhouse on Twitter. That man's gonna be sick. <laughs> Cannot. But other than that, honestly, I think everyone probably has Dixie Fieldhouse blocked by now. He won't even make an impact. Him yeah. and uh, Vols picks. Yeah. yeah. I got accounts on Twitter. I got blocked by Vols picks. I think really? they're in person. Yeah. I don't know if it was on my account or the ATV account. One of the two were blocked by Vols. <laughs> I don't yeah. know who went at him, but yeah. Hey, all right. So I have – this is kind of fun. I think we should do it this way. So I have five tickets to give away okay. for Friday's baseball game this okay. Friday. So the code word is going to be Vitello. So what we're going to do is – Anyone who hears the code word has to comment it under the tweet that's announcing this giveaway. And then we'll choose all of these people tomorrow. So if they if they figure out the code word or whatever, then that's good. And that's your entry this time. Sheesh. You're just going to go in order of those poor Spotify users. Do what? Are you just going to go in order of replies? Like, you just going to go down the yeah. list like, oh, you first? Okay. I like that. Yeah. I, I said the poor Spotify users. Hopefully, we can get the episode up tonight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, they're going to be sick. I know. So, if you made it this far. At Ronnie. Then I'll, I'll tweet after this, after this thing, and I'll ask for a code word. So, that's how we'll do it this time. Five tickets. One, okay. to, five, one to five people. So I like it that way. All right. Anything else? I, I missed the uniform conversation, but I had to go back in my email and find how many tickets I had. Uh, black helmets for the all black jerseys, new smoky gray jerseys with orange chrome helmets. Uh, maybe some new, new cleats, some orange cleats. That'd be sick. But other than that, uh, I guess we can hop into the, the football weekend since Drew – Kind of hinted at Nico saying it. All right, this is my favorite, favorite time of the show. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> you sitting up for it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, touching into some Tennessee football, the Volunteers, they landed their uh, second transfer of the year uh, in Wesley Walker, uh, safety out of Innsworth High School originally in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. He currently played at uh, Georgia Tech, has three years of eligibility left. So, you know, nice safety addition to the team. Really good, you know, after losing Theo, losing the veteran guy, and then, I wasn't too confident with Warren Burrell back there, and I don't think anyone was. So to have a, a good guy come in and step up, he's also the stepbrother of Malval, uh, Tyler Barron. So a little family connection, a guy that probably wanted to play for Tennessee, but the last admin and last staff was probably like, nah, had some kind of new problem that it was a stupid excuse to not take in-state talent. But finally ends up back in Tennessee. Really glad to see that. And then also they got their – uh fourth 2023 commit and Nate Spillman, a three-star wide receiver from Lipscomb brother of uh, another Spillman brother who's a five-star linebacker at Lipscomb. Um, it's kind of setting Tennessee up nice to like a trio at Lipscomb right now, Lipscomb Academy with Nate, his brother, and then Caleb Beasley, who's a five-star corner. So if the Vols can land all three, that'd be like a huge, huge in-state get like way bigger than uh, the Memphis one we got a few years ago. But leading into the, uh, the junior day, we hosted five-star quarterback, number three player in the nation, Nico Ionlavea, and his best friend Jordan Anderson, who's now 
just been opened up, ranked as the 51st player in the 2024 class. So not only are you getting a number three player in the nation if this man commits, but you have a best friend connect that's also now the ranked the 51st player in the country in his class, maybe like a top five receiver. Uh, basically, Tennessee hit this weekend out of the park, all angles on Nico. They went all in, uh, especially on Nico, you know, having the we want Nico chant, uh, you know, sitting down with the staff. You know, everyone else came in for a two day visit, but Nico and his family were here for about four or five days. So, you know, getting the extra time with that big of a recruit that you're definitely after is like huge, huge, huge. Uh, went and saw some softball games because his family connect there saw the basketball game and got the chant. We want Nico after it was, you know, started by some pages, AKA me, but we're going to talk about that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it led to his mom kind of crying and uh, feeling all the love with Tennessee. And, you know, his last time he came here for the Ole Miss game, it was just him, his dad, his quarterback coach, his uncle and his brother. This time he brought his mom, his aunt, his uncle, like all of his family. So went around, you know, looking at the area, seeing if it could be a good fit for him. You know, I told you all some things that, you know, he was doing out there. So, you know, really good to have this kind of player. I think Tennessee took the lead in this visit. Um, Oregon, you know, he had a crystal ball for him, but Wolf Fong said that was kind of just off the field. But after this visit already, Chad Simmons at on three, their lead recruiter, he's put a crystal ball in for Nico to Tennessee. I know we all feed into our crystal balls, but can't panic for a five-star recruit like that. But obviously they hit it out the park um, from all with the visit with the family to NIL and the visit picture that went around. This kid was in a freaking binge truck over there with Coach Hype, Golish, and Hazel. Like, you know, Tennessee's doing everything they can. You know, I didn't think I'd see the day we pull out a freaking binge truck, you know. And uh, everyone that's been complaining about NIL, it's kind of finally here. So I feel like they're doing everything right. Uh, what's y'all's thoughts on the Nico part of the visit? Hey, I, I'm just I'm here for whatever you tell me. <laughs> I, I'm I'm listening, like licking my fingers, just excited at the at the idea that he might come because I, all I've heard is that he is a program changer, and I mean everybody knows that. I mean most positions are important in football, but there really ain't one more important than the quarterback position. You kind of live and die by your quarterback, so we kind of died by one for a few years a little bit ago, but that's okay. Um, but if we, I mean, if we get somebody like him. Um, I think he was you was texting about this in the chat earlier, Brando. Is like um, you get somebody like him that instantly turns up your recruiting. So across the board, you're gonna see receivers, you're gonna see running backs, you'll see linemen be like, "Oh man, like there's there's that guy. Like I, I want to be on his team. You know, like I, I know that he can he can lead a team, he can win. So like I want I want to join that. And hey, I I've, I've uh, learned to stop doubting Hoppel when he's got his recruiting shoes on. So he can do whatever he wants. He can pull out a bench truck. He can uh, he can join in on them chants that you starting. I wanted to hear about those two, by the way, um, just in a little bit. But the uh, that we want Nico chance. But um, yeah, I mean, Apple's doing things, and if he plays his cards right, it looks like he can get him. So, but I wanted to hear about how that chant was in TBA for uh, Brando and Low. Uh, I wasn't there personally, but I, I basically just said on Instagram before uh, before the game, I was like, first media timeout, we're gonna chant we want Nico because I'd got word that he was gonna be at the game early. Uh, I got shared by a bunch of pages and uh, some guys aspire with Mr. Bedour. So uh had some friends that were there, kind of get the thing started. Everyone joined in and it ended up turning out to be a big moment. Like it kind of went viral on Vault Twitter. I saw like one post had like 1300 likes. Like it's no secret that everyone on Vault Twitter is kind of buying into, you know, getting this kind of quarterback and understanding what's at stake. Mm -hmm. Like 
it's not dramatic to say that this kid could be a reason that Tennessee like gets back to what it wants to be in football. It's it's literally not, especially if you have a best friend of him that's, uh, you know, pretty much like a package deal. It's the number fifty one receiver, and how uh, Alex touched on it. You have Carnell Tate, other receivers that are going to want to buy in. So like just. Talk about like a guy that's going to come in automatically as a freshman and just change everything just from being there, like insane. But I don't know how it was in the stadium. From the videos though that I saw, it was pretty loud. Well, here's the thing. So I was on the opposite end of the student section, but the videos that I saw were like it was super loud. Um, I just couldn't hear it. I, I couldn't recall. Another thing that was interesting <laughs> – was I don't know if anyone else noticed who was present at the um, Auburn game, but Sterl the Pearl missed so many f bombs in all of his DJing. But, oh my god! Man. I was glad I was not the only one that heard that either. It was it was like <laughs> that shit. Get out of your mind! <laughs> I swear to God, blaring. So this Arkansas game. I could hardly hear shit. It was like he got banned from playing anything. So it was kind of just an odd day. But, yeah, you were not the only one because he forgot, like, in a bunch of songs. But um, I didn't hear it, but I was far away. But I thought it was cool, and The Rock was cool. And Nico was posting all over. Like, I'll say he – he seemed genuinely interested and like he had a good time. Some of these recruits just try to troll just for shits and giggles, but that was obviously not the case with him. So, yeah, I mean, and- from what I've heard, it was like a really successful uh, visit. Um, you know, obviously the We Want Nico chant was there. Uh, you know, I mean, even the Tennessee Theater had like a welcome message to like Nico and his family mm-hmm. when they arrived on Thursday. You know, and from what I've heard, it's like he wants to be at a program where like he can, you know, where like he has like that family feel to it and like wants to like change things around. And honestly, I mean, when's the last time that we've gotten like really this hyped over a quarterback prospect like out of high school? Like I like I genuinely I can't I can't remember. I mean, like it may have been. I mean, I, I really don't – maybe Tyler Bray. I mean, maybe him. But, like, even then, it's not even that even that big, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's like what Alex said. He's a total program changer. He literally reminds me a lot of Marcus Mariota. And it's like a domino effect. Like, if he commits, from what oh, yeah. I've seen, on three sports has us as the favorites right now to land Nico. I don't know how legitimate they are. But they have us the favorites over Oregon and Alabama and Georgia. I mean, if you land someone like him – it's going to be a domino effect in the sense that you're going to get other four and five star prospects follow through. And, you know, I mean, we'll generally see, I mean, I hate to say, you know, I will never thought I'd ever say it in my life, but Tennessee actually be back. So that's what exactly. Yeah. Another little nugget, uh, another little nugget about him. Uh, he was expected to go to Georgia the next week for this upcoming weekend or next weekend, but the weather's looking kind of nasty. So uh, Georgia's repostponed his visit. But that's not going to be able to happen for like another like couple months because of spring practice and everything else. Like you can't just bring guys on campus like that. So uh, I think that's really key in this recruitment, you know, only being able to see Tennessee and Oregon. And for a guy that wants to do something before, you know, March or, uh, you know, early, early, like early April, that's a guy that's going to try to decide quick. And I feel like if you had a visit that just blew him away, maybe he's like, hey, it's going to be a while before I can go see these schools. I know Tennessee. What's that Tennessee? Let me go ahead and make this thing. And maybe that's why 
the director of recruiting and the uh, Tennessee's director of scouting put their crystal balls in. But, you know, obviously they know something we don't that happened on the visit. So mm-hmm. on well, top of that, go ahead. What about the G-Wagon? That picture. Oh. Oh my God. That's one of the coolest. That's probably the coolest recruiting picture I've ever seen. Not just being Tennessee bias and orange glasses. Like you're in the freaking in the tunnels of Neyland, the national championship banner hanging right behind you. And you're over there throwing up the VFL with both hands, hanging out the roof with coach hype, driving the G wagon. Like that just shows you they're not trying to uh, do anything to miss on this visit. They went all out and it's, it's true. They did everything they can. Um, absolutely insane you know we've been wanting to compete and you know to finally have people buy in and you know throw a freaking g-wagon out there for us to use i think that you know says we're taking it pretty dang serious i love it i fully agree i just think there's something about hypo that just like cracks me up like every photo i see him in he's just like so i think chill. he's i think he's more modernized and chill to this era and generation than people think he is just because like he's an older quarterback like him yep. as a player on top of, uh, you know, being a brand new coach and only being a coach for five years, like this kind of this kind of recruiting, like he's used to it, even though he hasn't recruited the top talent. But the genuality that he has as a coach on top of knowing what he does and like proving it works, like he just goes out there and he can feel himself again now. So I feel like that's kind of key. He's just out there vibing. He really does just look like he always having a good time. Like he, he truly, he truly looked like he just enjoying himself when lost when a little bit of weight. Campus, honestly, yeah. Hey, the first, the first UT coach to come be our coach and drop some pounds. Yeah, not gain him. <laughs> Cornbread. Everybody else leave like a busted can of biscuits, but that's okay. Little, oh. ran- little random thought, but could you imagine like Pruitt trying to recruit Nico? Like I could just imagine him. I think you're F- fast and your arms strong. I could I could imagine him bringing Pruitt. out his F one fifty through like the walk like through that <laughs> photo. Be like, all right, Nico, let's get on the tailgate here and take this photo real quick. All right, you're gonna come to my house to the pool party. <laughs> coach is there, coach is there asparagus? What is that? <laughs> hey, you gotta try this. <laughs> All right, we're going to play some Alabama now. Get hot for me, Nico, okay? You know Dixie <laughs> Land Delight? <laughs> okay, about Tennessee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so much cooler and just more culture, at least to me. Like, hell, I even got to meet the guy for a split second um, in Kentucky when I made uh, that. Hypo, yeah. He said that's the, video, the video where he posed for Crazy. the photo. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny stuff. I, yeah. Man. All right. I, I, guess, I, guess on, uh, I was just going to say, besides, you know, I know we're all bought in on Nico, but other on the, the football visit, you also had commits Ethan Davis and Jack Latrell, which was key, mm-hmm. getting, you know, getting them back on campus. You know, I think that was key when you have those two guys that are, going to be you know high four stars ethan davis is the top five tight end that's getting like miami and ohio state offers by the day so having him locked in getting him back on campus yeah uh, also held uh, hosted christian conyer who is a db four-star db picking between uh, tennessee kentucky justin brown a four-star receiver from blackman high school uh probably going to make a, a decision soon and then jeremiah t lander he's a linebacker i think that's probably going to be our next commit probably in the next week or two they also had uh, Tamarian Parker, who is a four-star defensive lineman, top 25 player in the country. Could definitely be a Rodney Garner guy. He lives in Alabama but was born in Knoxville, so I think they're trying to kick the tires there. And then to talk about the offense and the whole 
uh, explosion effect. They hosted Jeremiah Cobb, Trayon Webb, and Deshaun Bishop, all four-star running backs, all tip 15 running backs. So everyone we're scouting right now is like top of the top talent. It's not like last year when they first came in and we're like, all right, does this guy fit our system? We won't look at the ranking like these guys are top of the top talent that are buying into what we're doing offensively. And I think that's playing a big part this class and for uh, future classes. Other than, that, other than that, I'm done. Okay, yeah. Brando always kills it with all this. <laughs> shit. All this I, I can do the football. Oh, my God. Like, I'm always speechless. It's uh, You do such a great job. Mm -hmm. Um. Well. We want Nico. That's all I know. Yeah. We want Nico. <clears throat> Next. Oh, I don't know if anyone heard me in the beginning of the show, so I'll reiterate it now. Um, It's Aiden, right? Aiden Bussell, yeah. Aiden Bussell, 2023 commit, is still coming on the show. It was not canceled. It is just postponed because he had something come up. So make sure next week to tune in because that should be really fun. First time for us to have like an actual upcoming recruit coming on the pod. So we'll be in the middle of March Madness too. So, Oh, God, I can't wait. And uh, you can you can follow him on Twitter at the same thing, Aiden Bussell. Is that how you say it, Bussell? Yeah, Bussell, I think, yeah. Bussell, A-Y-D-E-N-B-U-S-S-E-L-L. Help build the brand. Perfect. Sure. All right. Anyone have any last thoughts? Well, I do. Oh, he has the gritty on the uh, camera. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. Go. God. Terrible. Terrible. This is so embarrassing. Gritty and like Tom. <laughs> oh my god. This is so embarrassing. Hey. Oh my god. Oh my this god. man this gritty on chose this uh area to film tonight. It looks I like he's in a school locker room. That's so embarrassing. I apologize. <laughs> where, Alex, where are you at right now? This is a uh, this is my school building actually. So the school cameras, whoever's like the security guard just saw you gritty on camera. Oh, more than likely, yeah. Oh, Lord. Call down. That was really embarrassing. <laughs> no, I'm going to hurry and leave in a minute. Yeah, I'm going to definitely. They can't get me if I run. That's a clip right there for the Twitter spaces. <laughs> That'll probably be a GIF in a minute. All right. Well, I'm good. I just wanted to make sure. I know some people already saw it. Um, but that giveaway is first come, first serve. So drop the code word. The first five people are going to Friday night's game against Rhode Island for the baseball's 630. Um, and I think this might be the last tickets to give away. I'm not sure. Uh, but I will let everyone know. So without any anyone other, anything else? You're right. Double-double. We're sending them back to the freaking coal mines. But hey, guess what? Guess what we did? What we did? Made it through a whole show. No technical difficulties. Oh hell yeah! We did lose the background at one point, but I I really don't. That doesn't even matter. That that does not compare to the other things we've dealt with. <laughs> so shout out to us too. <laughs> oh yeah. I think it's just bad luck to not have everyone on at the same time. It's true. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i just had to say that that's it oh yeah thank, thank the thank the internet gods for you know not praying on my downfall there's the background too <laughs> there you go <laughs>
right at the end, baby, right at the end. Right at the end. All right. Well, looking forward to the SEC tournament this weekend. We'll have a lot to cover next week. So until then, good night and go balls. Go balls, baby. Go balls.